Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 322. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you to our loyal listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. First-time listeners, welcome aboard. We hope you become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Huawei's new Mate 20 series smartphones, Brother launches new printers with enough ink for a year, and Tesla announces a more affordable version of the Model 3. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Google Pixel 3 smartphone. We'll also check out the new tile trackers, and we'll give our verdict on Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show planned, so let's jump straight in. Well, I've just returned from London where I was a guest of Huawei for the launch of their new Mate 20 series smartphones, the Mate 20 and the Mate 20 Pro. These were announced at an event in London and it is it was a very impressive event because it uh, it highlighted just how far Huawei's come as a smartphone company, and they are they're actually the world's number two company, just behind Samsung, just in front of Apple. So this is uh, a significant event because they are now a significant company, and so their release of a new device was is as interesting now as it would be an iPhone or a new Galaxy product from Samsung. So th- this is a, a company that can't be ignored. They're, they've really come a long way. Earlier this year, they released the P20 Pro, which was a very impressive device and, and very popular now among users. In some parts of the world, Huawei's actually uh, ranked number one in many parts of Europe. Uh, they're, they're they're outright number one uh, and, and compete in every market. Big in Europe, of course, big in China and big here in Australia. For this launch, though, this was uh, taking the Mate uh, the Mate property. So that's their other. They've got the, the P series and they've also got the Mate series. So this was the Mate, the, the latest device from, from that group there. The Mate 20 series. Two phones, the Mate 20, Mate 20 Pro. Uh, similar... Uh, it features across both, but the Mate 20 Pro is obviously the fully loaded version that we'll concentrate on today. The, Ma- the Mate 20, which was the cheaper version, is a thousand and ninety-nine bucks. That has a and actually has a larger screen than the than the Mate 20 Pro, uh, and and has a but but doesn't have an OLED screen. The, the Mate 20 has a six point five three inch screen. That's a, a LCD screen. And the Mate 20 Pro has an AMOLED screen, 6.39, so slightly smaller and higher resolution, so you're getting a better screen. You also get a bigger notch as well. There's a notch in both. The Mate 20 Pro has a larger notch. 
the uh, the Mate 20 has what they call a teardrop display. So the, the top of that, it looks like a drop uh, a drop of water about to fall fall down. It's a that nice little curved shape. Both devices have 6 gig of RAM and 128 gig of onboard storage. So uh, the the differences, uh, the, the design's slightly different. The, the Mate 20 Pro has a more longer, thinner look. And you can see these images on Tech Guide. The uh the because the, the Mate 20 Pro has that 18 it's it's actually 19.5 by nine so it's quite deep, thin and long whereas the the Mate 20 is a little bit wider. The the devices are powered by the Kirin 980 processor, and this is I think the the secret source in these devices and why they're so smart and so capable and so efficient is this new Kirin. 980 chipset. It's the world's first 7 nanometer mobile artificially intelligent chipset. And you're talking about some improvements here where 20% better performance, 40% better of power efficiency, uh, and you've also got the the graphics performance, 46% better graphics performance, and a 178% improvement in power efficiency over the previous generation. So that's pretty impressive right there. The, both devices also have a triple camera system. The, the Mate 20 Pro has the better of the two cameras. So the main major differences here uh, between the Mate 20 and the Mate 20 Pro, apart from the screen size and the screen quality, the Mate, two major differences. One, the Mate 20 Pro has an in-screen fingerprint reader. So the fingerprint reader is actually in the display. The Mate 20 has a rear sensor for to take your fingerprint. And the other difference is the, the quality of the camera. The, the the camera in the Mate 20 Pro is much better than the Mate 20. Not to say the Mate 20 is no good. It still stands up against other devices, but the Mate 20 Pro seems to be a lot more specced up a lot further than the Mate 20. So the Mate 20 Pro is the, obviously the flagship device, the hero product. And let's go through some of the features and capabilities of this device. I mentioned earlier the in-screen fingerprint reader. That is uh, one of the world's first devices to have this feature. It's been around for a little while. The technology has been seen, but this is the first smartphone to deploy it in this way. And when you, when I remember when I first got the device, I'm thinking, hang on, this has got fingerprint reader. So where is the fingerprint? Where's the sensor? There's no home button. There's no rear sensor. Where do I put my fingerprint? And I said to myself, hello, is this an in-screen fingerprint reader? And it was. So when even from the time you're setting up your fingerprint, you're, you're pressing on part of the display. So it tells you where to press. But it is really impressive, the fact that it can read your fingerprint through the screen. So imagine the capabilities now of, of that. I envisage down the track the next big breakthrough we're going to see is a camera that can take a photo through a screen. That would be a, that will be huge. Maybe a few years down the track yet, but imagine that because you wouldn't need a notch then. The notch would disappear. The main reason a notch is there, yeah, there's some sensors, but it's usually for the cameras and for that for that for that very very reason why a notch is required in the first place. But maybe that's a few years down the track. That's just me thinking out loud. It'd be nice to see. But if they can put an in-screen fingerprint reader, then who's to say they can't have an in-screen camera? I don't know. They're, they're, I know there's a lens involved and light and stuff like that, but I'm sure someone's working on it right now. Anyway, let's move on. The in-screen in-screen fingerprint reader, really impressive. Already mentioned the Kirin 980 chipset. Let's talk about the triple camera system. This is 
probably the standout feature here, and we already know the P20 Pro took the chocolates, won the chocolates for the highest-ranking smartphone camera by DxO Mark earlier this year. The Mate 20 Series Pro, though, I think is going to give it a bit of a run for its money. The triple camera system is made up of three cameras, so 40-megapixel wide-angle camera, 20-megapixel ultra-wide-angle camera, and an 8-megapixel telephoto camera. So on on the front, though, uh, both devices have a... 24 megapixel front facing camera that both both have that the mate 20 and the mate 20 pro but you think about those specs for the triple camera on the mate 20 pro super impressive and you can see some of the images i took i had a, i've got a hands-on story on tech guide you can really see the quality of the images right there but they've partnered with leica once again and they're, they're a well-known camera uh, lens company and camera company so they're 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 coming from a position of strength there. They're thinking, okay, we've partnered with someone who knows a hell of a lot more about cameras than we do, whereas Samsung and Apple are just relying on their own technology and their cameras are still excellent as well. But I think Leica adds a bit more credibility to the Huawei camera system there. And as I said, you can see the photos that I took. It is really impressive. But not only, though, are there these great lenses and sensors on board, but there's also some intelligence behind it. And that that's, again, where the chip comes into play, this master AI image recognition technology. Big upgrade here because it, has, it, it was already around for the P20 Pro, but for the Mate 20 Pro, the AI can recognize more than 1,500 scenarios. So whether you're taking a photo during the day, during the night, at the beach, at a building, a landscape. So it knows all those scenarios. Add to that, it can also recognize more than 5,000 objects across 25 different categories. So right out of the gate, you're getting all this intelligence. So it optimizes what it's seeing, what you're pointing the camera at, it's working in the background to optimize the image based on both the scenario and also the object and on the fly giving you this best possible outcome. So it's kind of editing before you're taking the photograph because it knows what it's looking at and it just saves you having to do it later. It really optimizes not only stills, but also some incredible video f- features as well uh, and AR as well, which we'll talk about in a sec. But uh, the camera is is unmistakably amazing on this on this device and low light photography it's got an ISO of 102,400 so they compared it side by side to what an iPhone would take and what a Galaxy S9 would take or I think the Note 9 they compared it to and the the results the the differences and, and basically it was it was a picture of a flower in the in the dark and the Mate 20 Pro seemed to find this light in this image, and next to the other two images, it it was far far more superior and clearer than the other than the other images. I'm looking forward to testing that for myself. I have been my review has already started. Me taking comparison photos and taking photos in similar conditions, and letting you be the judge. But in certain conditions, the camera on this device is really impressive, and it even allows for macro photography. So you can have the camera. 2.5 centimetres away from your subject, and it can still take a really detailed image. 
Let's move on and talk about battery and the battery on the device, largest in its capacity. It's 4,200, largest capacity in its class, I should say. 4,200 milliamp hours, uh, the battery is, which is, that's a big battery. And, and this is only quite a thin device. I think it's 8.6 millimeters thick. It's, it's not, it's not big at all. So, uh, it's pretty thin, but you're still getting this massive battery. And that will last. That's an all-day battery right there. Full day and a half, no doubt. But here's the thing. When it comes to charge the battery, it's got an amazing feature, this fast charging, the supercharge, they call it, from Huawei. And it can charge your battery up to 70% capacity in just 30 minutes. That That's really helpful when you think about it. So if you got 30 minutes to charge your phone, it can get you to 70% in 30 minutes. So before you're going out for the night, before you're doing anything, you know you're going to be away for a bit. 70%, that's enough to last a day that much after just 30 minutes. That's really impressive. But it gets better. The battery and the charging scenarios here are, are plentiful. You can see all these different scenarios playing out here because this can not only be charged, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro can also charge another device. Now, how does it do that, you're saying? It does it through what they're calling wireless reverse charging. And no, reverse charge back back in the day used to be when you ring someone up and they accept your call charges. That's not what I'm talking about. Reverse charging is that you turn it on in the settings and you place a wireless compatible device on the back of the P20 Pro, let's say the iPhone 8, iPhone 10, any recent device that is capable of wireless charging, turn on the wireless reverse charging on the P20 Pro, place that other device on the back of the Huawei phone, and your phone is being charged. The other phone is being charged. It turns the P20 Pro, into, sorry, the Mate 20 Pro, into a charge mat. So you're charging another phone. How good is that? And imagine if you were in the situation where you needed a charge and your mate pulls out the, the Mate 20 Pro and says, look, you need some charge here. Take, put it on the whack it on the back of my phone here. Charge up for take ten twenty percent whatever you need to get you through to get till you get you home, or whatever back to the office or whatever. That is really helpful. Imagine that. That's a true friend that could do that for you. But they need a product like the Mate Twenty Pro to do it. Really, really impressive. And I've tried it on. I've recharged an iPhone, Pixel Three. I've charged all the wireless compatible phones, the Qi chart, Qi compatible phones. All of them work. And it's remarkable. So really impressive there. Hats off to Huawei. That, that's a really thoughtful feature. And uh, if you need the charge and your mate's got the Mate 20 Pro, then it's really living up to the Mate name. Now uh, there is there is uh, some other features that we're gonna that we'll talk about now, like the AR. Now they, they did a really good experiment on the stage where they did this this 3D scanning. And it was a little panda bear. They they scanned a 3D scan of a panda bear and basically created a little uh, augmented reality version of the bear. And they had it up on stage with Richard Yu, who's the one of the, one of the heads of Huawei, who did the presentation actually. And this panda was dancing and and doing all these actions. It was it was remarkable. And you can you can record that as a video, take a photo, and share that on social media. So really impressive and. Uh, it just allows you to have or to make use of all the the 3D cameras. It does have Face ID as well, I should add. So it does take advantage of that of those cameras as well. But 
a lot of fun to be had and a lot of features that I haven't even covered that I will get to in the review uh, when it, when uh, when I post that at the end of next week. It's going to uh, be released November the 1st, 1099 for the Mate 20, 1599 for the Mate 20 Pro. Uh, so that, that puts them in the flagship territory, especially the Mate 20 Pro. And you'll be able to get that through Optus, Vodafone, and also buy it outright through JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, Mobile City, and Kogan. And once again, just want to just let you know that I was a guest of Huawei uh, for my trip to London for the launch. And uh, you can read all about my story about the device and my hands-on look at the product as well at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, we all know printers, if, you, if you're if you in a household with where you need to do a lot of printing, and I'm, I'm in one of those households, I had uh, three, three kids that are either at school, at uni, and need a lot of stuff printed out. And it wasn't unusual for me to be heading up to JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman or whatever, whatever nearest store was open at the time to buy new ink cartridges. And that's how printers work. Printers, uh, inkjet printers, when you need new ink, you need to buy a new ink cartridge. Now, here's how that works. When you're buying a new ink cartridge, you're also buying a new ink printer head. So it's all built in one. And it's to give you the equivalent of it in, say, the in a car sense, it would be like replacing most of your engine when you, when you need new oil. That's, that's as, as basic as I can make it. So not only was it costing us money, it, we, we, we were spending a lot of money because it, it would happen often. We'd run out of ink and we'd have to then replace the whole thing and it, it, the, the consumables costs would mount. Well, there's been changes now in the multifunction printer market and we've seen this as well from Canon and from Epson. They don't have replaceable ink cartridges. They have fixed cartridges now, but what they do have are ink tanks. And the latest company to introduce this technology is Brother, a very well-known printer company, been around for a long time, make good quality printers. They've just released two new models that have what they call, that make up their, what they call, I like this little pun, the ink vestment tank multifunction printer. So instead of investment, you get it, ink vestment. Uh, I thought it was quite funny. Ink vestment tank multifunction printers are now what they've released. There's two models. There's the Brother MFC J1300DW for $329. Then there's the DCP J1100DW for $294. Now, these are aimed at home or small office use. And as we, as the, as I described, these are, have ink storage tanks on board. So the printer heads are there all the time. No need to replace them. They're perfectly fine. It's just the ink you need to replace, and do you do that through the ink tank. So how they've been engineered, these out-of-the-box come with a year of ink in the box. So you're not going to be replacing cartridges. What comes with the Brother printers will last you for 12 months. Now, these are these are affordable printers, $294, $294 for the J1100W DW, $329 for the J1300DW. So 
These are, for that affordable price, you're getting a year's worth of ink. There are the Epson printers and the Canon printers cost a few hundred, couple of hundred dollars more than these uh, and nearly double the price, but they come with two years' worth of ink. So you want to pay more, you get more ink, lasts you a long time, but it's going to cost you more. The Brothers, uh, they're slightly cheaper, but you get one year of, of ink. And for many customers, that's an affordable price point and easy to manage that upkeep of that, of that consumables. All you need to do is just buy the ink and pour it in the tanks and you're good to go. Uh, so really easy one year of ink in the box. So if you've got a lot of printing to do and you don't like running up to the shops every three weeks to buy new cartridges, then the Brother printers can really help you out. And there's a few new features. There's also a companion app, so you can do things like print and scan from from your app. You can also print and save to popular cloud storage options, you know, like like Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive. So And prints pretty quickly too, 12 pages per minute. Uh, that's mono and color, of course. And just really helps you if you've got a home office, if you've got a small business, this is ideal. It's not too big. It's got a pretty small footprint as well. Both of them have pretty small footprint. You can do all kinds of duplex printing, so printing front, printing back, and really easy to manage and easy to uh, to operate. They're all operated through through the app or through the, through the keypad on the front. There's also a small screen as well. But... The basics here is here's a printer where you get an ink, a year's worth of ink. You're not going to be heading up to the shops very often, only in a year when you need more ink. The ink investment printers from Brother, I really like that pun. I don't know about you, but I do like that ink investment from Brother. The two printers, the multifunction printers, so by multifunction, I mean they can also uh, copy and scan as well as print. That's MFP for short. They, uh, if you want to check them out and see how they work, you can see the tank tanks in uh, in a good good shot of one of them with the with the front door open on Tech Guide. You can see where those tanks where you fill up those tanks, and uh, if you want to take a look at those those models and see those that pricing once again, you know where to go techguide.com.au. couple of uh, interesting uh, news stories from Tesla. The most recent is the fact that they've announced a lower-cost Model 3. Now, this is significant for Australian customers because the Model 3, in about a year, will we'll see it on the road. And, and there's a lot of people who have already made their reservations. So there's a lot of reservation holders here who, when it comes time for them to order their car, will be able to now choose from a lower-cost model. Elon Musk, the head of Tesla, Tesla CEO, announced uh, over the weekend that the Model 3 will now start as little as low as $45,000 US dollars, which is equivalent to about $64,000 Aussie dollars. Our, our dollar's not doing too well at the moment against the greenback. But the, he also pointed out the fact that that 45000 US could be as low as 30000 US due to incentives and when petrol savings are taken into account as well. Uh, we don't have those incentives here. There's, there's thousands of dollars that people, depending on what state they live in in the U.S., can have uh, significant rebates on the fact that it's an electric car. The only incentive for Australians at the moment, there's no, no such tax incentives and massive 
price reductions because of that. In Australia, the only thing electric cars have uh, in their favour is a higher luxury car tax threshold. So I think when a, a, a normal luxury car tax would apply at around $66,000, uh, for an electric car like the Tesla, it would start at $72,000. So luxury car tax works. I think it's 30% of every dollar above that threshold is the additional luxury car tax you pay. The the electric car, in this case the Tesla, would have a higher threshold. So you're not paying that tax until you hit $72,000 and above. So it's something, not as good as how they have it in the States, but uh, it is, it's something anyway. But uh, in Australia, and I understand that the models that are going to be offered in America, this has already been offered to U.S. and Canadian customers with a delivery time of about between six to ten weeks. So they are already going to be they're going to be hitting the road within a couple of months. So we can assume that Australian drivers will have the option of choosing that lower cost Model Three as well because they do have you know mid range, long range. This is your mid range battery, the the cheaper one. There's the long range, dual motor, uh, rear wheel drive. There's these options that you can choose or leave out so that you can uh, have the make the car a bit more affordable. Or if you want to spec it up, there's also that opportunity as well. Now, Tesla, they brought the Model 3s out to Australia uh, a couple of months ago, about six weeks ago. They showcased them at their retail locations, the major retail locations in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. And that went so well that Tesla is going to take them on a further tour, and not at their Tesla locations, but at major Westfield shopping centres. So they're going to have the Model 3. It's the left. It's the left-hand drive that they've brought out here because the right-hand drive doesn't exist yet that hasn't gone into production. But they've got the left-hand drive Model 3, so customers can sit in the car, get a, get a feel for the car, the size of it. Uh, and they'll also have a Model S uh, or a Model X, the two existing models, the Model S or Model X, beside them at various Westfields as well. And I've listed on my story on Tech Guide where and when that tour is going to continue. They also announced that Westfield shopping centres are going to uh, install destination charges. So these aren't the superchargers that you'll find at uh, along sort of major major routes and and, des- and tourist destinations, as well as uh, some Tesla retail locations. But the destination charges are the same things you'd find at shopping centres, car parks, hotels. They're going to be a lot more of them installed in Westfield car parks as well. So if you're watching a movie or doing some shopping, you can get a charge in your Tesla as well. well that's really great, great news because I'm a Tesla driver and I'm hoping my local Westfield does the same thing so I can use their juice uh, instead of mine. Oh, my juice comes from the sun anyway. I've got solar panels and a battery, so it's uh, it's it's still I can still charge it at home if I want. And ninety percent of Tesla owners do, but it's good to know that if I do need a charge and I'm at the movies, I can get a few get a few top up the percentage of the battery while I'm there. You want to read more about those Tesla stories? You can find them at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. That's the company behind Orbi, the award-winning system that makes your Wi-Fi faster and takes your Wi-Fi further. 
Orbi Wi-Fi systems are designed for any size home, large or small, from apartments and lofts to single-family homes and sprawling estates. No more dead zones, no more black spots, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. And for those times when you need a little more, Orbi add-on satellites give you additional coverage inside and out. So it's perfect for backyards, garages, and even the granny flat. In today's modern household, Orbi's tri-band Wi-Fi system lets you stream your favourite movies in 4K and play online games by providing ultra-fast Wi-Fi no matter how many devices are connected. Orbi plugs into your existing modem and is really easy to set up with a couple of clicks. And not only does it work great, it looks great too and blends into your home's decor. Orbi is the easiest, fastest, most expansive and advanced mesh Wi-Fi network available today. For more information, visit Netgear. Dot com dot au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. All right, let's kick it off with the Google Pixel 3. And I've labelled this a first impression story, not a full-blown review. My full-blown review I will hold back until the release date around November 1. But uh, this first impression story I've written was me with the phone after a few days, and it focuses mainly on the camera. The camera, I think, is probably the standout feature of the Pixel 3. I had the Pixel 3 XL, uh, but for those of you who... The Pixel 3, for those of you who don't know, the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL, apart from the differences in screen size, are identical in every other way. So camera quality, you name it, processor speed, you name it, it's the same. Apart from screen size. So I have the Pixel 3 XL. So whatever I say now about the Pixel X3 XL camera will also apply to the smaller Pixel 3. Uh, Design-wise, uh, it, it's it's got a really deep notch. It, it's got a beautiful screen, but the, probably with the deepest notch you'll find on a phone. And that, that it's got that to fit in uh, a couple of cameras, some sensors, a speaker. Uh, but they've really taken, they've gone to town with the notch is all I can say. It's massive. Uh, now, it, on the back, and we've just finished talking about the Mate 20 Pro and the Mate 20, which have three cameras on the back, three lenses, okay? And multiple cameras. There's two on the iPhone, on the iPhone 10s. There's uh, two on the on the on the Note 9. So there's multiple lenses on phones now, and I think three is what we're going to get to next. But Google though have stuck with one. So I think Google's approach here is more a software solution rather than a hardware solution, which could work, which still works. And you see from the photos on Tech Guy that I've taken, the the photos on the Pixel 3 look amazing. So I think they're more relying on their processing sensors rather than the sheer number of lenses on the camera. There's still only one on the Pixel 3, which is the massive difference to the flagship phones we're seeing right now. Uh, so in terms of the operating system, of course, you've got Android 9.0, and that's Pi is the uh, the name of the operating system. And fun fact for those of you who didn't realize that Android operating systems go up in alphabetical order. So it started at A, B, C, D, all the way up now to P, which is Pi, and every name is based after a dessert. So it's like a sweet type of food. In this case, it's Pi. And who doesn't like Pi? But uh, let's talk more about the camera. And the, the thing with the camera is that behind the scenes, there's a lot of work going on. There's one lens, and I, I took it on a little bit of a, a bit of a tour of London when I was there uh, last week for the Huawei launch. I thought, well, I'm going to be aiming this thing and taking some pretty impressive images. And 
I've got to say that it didn't let me down. The images are razor sharp. Color is really accurate. If you look at the photos I've taken, there's a lot of shifts in color too, a lot of contrast. There's green on blue and stone and all this sort of stuff, and it looks remarkable. Even in low light, there's a photo I've taken, uh, this little underpass near Tower Bridge in London, and looking at the image I've taken, you'll think that there was like floodlights or something in there. It was actually quite dark in there, but it makes it look like there's a ton of light. So it's really pulled out the, the, the light that's available, and that's with that higher ISO uh, that the the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, their ISO is way higher than any other camera on the market, but Google have nailed it with the low-light photography as well. The other thing as well is, and a lot of people like taking macro images, like photos, like close-ups of flowers and insects and stuff like that. I tried that with the Pixel 3 as well, and the results were really, really impressive. There's a photo, if you take a look on Tech Guide, and you'll see a leaf with uh, some water droplets on the leaf, and you can see every single detail. You could even zoom in on that image, there's that much detail in it, and crop it even tighter so you can see even closer the there's all the individual water drops and the little serrated edges of the of the leaf and all of that, and the green just is beautifully natural green as well. So really doing a great job there. The other, the other thing it does really well also is selfies. The selfie camera is really smart. There is a, uh, a there's two there's two lenses on the front. So when you know a normal selfie, and if you want to take it, you, you need to have sort of a decent length arm. Or if you don't have a selfie stick, you've got to really stick your arm out there to take a good image. And you'll see from my photo, I took a selfie in front of Tower Bridge. And the regular selfie, you can just fit my big head in the in the bottom corner, but you can see the Tower Bridge really clearly in the background. Well, when I took it out to the wide-angle selfie, you can see not only my big head, but also all the way down to the middle of my chest and my and my arm, as well as seeing Tower Bridge behind me. Check them out on Tech Guide. That's remarkable how much detail, how much you can fit. Great if you've got to fit a landmark like that in the background, but even, imagine if you've got like 10 people you want to fit in a photo, a, a selfie, a group selfie, then this thing's going to do it easily. The other really impressive thing about it, two more things I'll talk about, is the Super Res, the super res Zoom. So zooming right in on an object and it keeping that resolution and sharpness you'll see is really impressive and it does that it uses the same sort of uh, same science behind astronomical telescopes so they can use that to fix on an object and make it still clear no, reduce the noise and all of that and it does look really sharp and clear the other thing too is google lens is also on board and that's basically you can google through the camera lens so the example i gave of course was of tower bridge so i, I clicked on the google lens icon and it gave me all the information about the bridge its history and all that info and that can be used then to whether it's a, an object or, or a product so if you like someone's shoes for example you might uh, flick your google lens on it'll tell you not only what the shoes are what brand they are but also where to buy them and how much they cost so just admiring someone's article of clothing or their shoes or whatever or their handbag you can take it a step further and find out without asking them if you, you can just flash your google lens on them and it'll tell you the brand of the bag and where to buy it and how much it is so that's pretty handy as well. And the same thing, of course, if you look at a book or a, 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 a CD or an album or something, you, you, you can also, it's really easy to track that down as well.
Google Pixel 3, uh, battery-wise, it, it, it did really well. But again, I'm going to save that for my main review at the end of next week. Uh, and it, look, top to bottom, this is an improvement on Pixel 2, definitely. Pixel 2, widely considered to be one of the best cameras uh, in a smartphone. And the Pixel 3 has taken that somehow even further and really delivered on not only the design, it's got a nice size to it as well, rear fingerprint sensor, but the camera, really impressive. Check out those images I've taken. I've shared them on Tech Guide, along with my other first impressions of the Google Pixel 3. If you want to read more about that and see those photos, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, are you the forgetful type? If you answered yes to that, then you need this next product. It's called the Tile. I'm sure you've heard of the Tile. It's been around for a while. It's basically a, a tracking device. It's a, it's a little tracker that you can put on your keys, on in your wallet, in your bag, in your luggage, on your pet. Whatever you want to keep track of, your handbag, your backpack, really easy to attach it or slip it inside. And it can then tell you whether you've left it behind or or let you know where it was last located. So it uses the new models now are improved with uh, further Bluetooth range, louder noise as well, so that they're louder. Uh, you, you can, if, when you're nearby, you can make the, the tile make a noise. So if, say, your keys are attached to the tile and you can't find your keys, you go into the tile app on your phone and then you can make the tile play a sound. And it also works the other way. So if you've got your car keys in your hand with the tile on it and you can't find your phone, you just press the button on tile. It'll make your phone ring, even if it's on silent. It'll it'll make it make it make a noise so you can locate it. it. Might be under a cushion, might be falling down the sofa, might be under some papers on your desk. It'll allow you to find it as well. Now there's two new tiles: the Tile Pro, fifty nine ninety five, and the Tile Mate, and both have Bluetooth on board, so increased range of Bluetooth. The Tile Pro is slightly larger. It's uh, just over four centimetres wide. The Tile Mate is about three and a half centimetres wide. And both have Bluetooth on board and uh, have a battery life, a guaranteed battery life of 12 months. But with these new products, there are replaceable batteries as well. So before, when your Tile ran out of battery, you had to buy a new one. Now, with these new models, the Tile Mate and the Tile Pro, it has a replaceable coin cell battery, similar to what you put in a watch, and that will last at least 12 months. There's also a little key ring hole as well, so it helps you attach it to various things. But it works really well, so when you get it and you set it up, you can assign it to a product. So say, for example, you want to assign your tile to your keys, and you want to assign another tile to your backpack. So in the app, it allows you to, to designate that, and will then give you the alert if you say you've left your, your bag behind and you've broken the Bluetooth link between the tile and your phone, it'll give you an alert. And if you've left and and left your product behind, whatever the tile, wherever the tile was last located, you can see that on a map. Now I tried this when I put the tile pro in my luggage on the way back from London. And when I was in London Airport, I could see that my luggage was still in London. Then when I landed in Singapore, I could see, geez, I hope my luggage is in Singapore. And yes, it was in Singapore. And then it made it all the way through to Sydney. But another example of how it can be used to find your stuff. And 
it, it, it can give you the last known location if it hasn't moved or whatever whatever the, the, the case may be, but at least it gives you a starting point. But it goes further from there. If you happen to lose something and know the last known location through the tile, you can engage this massive audience of tile customers who can help you find it. So anyone located near where your device or whatever you've attached to the tile was last located, you can get them on the case as well. So if you're in the area, you might be able to check out where it is and you can share that information with your fellow tile customers. So it's a nice community of tile users that are out there. But the new product, the focus is on a replaceable battery. They also have a new premium membership program, which allows you to get free battery replacements, smart alerts if you leave your house without your tiled item. So say, for example, you've got tile on your your keys, your house keys, and you've left the house. Then if you're in this premium program, you can then get an alert to say, oh, hang on, you've left your keys behind, and so you can go back and get it or whatever other important item you want to take with you. There's also a 30-day location history as well, so you'll know where your device has been in the last 30 days as well. There's also, uh, you get a three-year warranty as well with that premium customer care. And that's an additional $39.99 annually if you want to join, or $3.99 monthly, up to you. But you can sign up to a, for a free one-month trial to check it out. And you know, if you if you want that peace of mind and knowing where something is straight away, and you, you, might, you might put this tile in your child's backpack so you know that they're at school when they're supposed to be, they're at home when they're supposed to be. So it, it allows you to use it in various ways, whether it's you, your handbag because you're forgetful, your pet because you, you, don't want, you want to know when it leaves your yard or if it's run away or you want to know where it is. This can also help you do that as well. It's really handy. Tile's been around for a long time, but the Tile Mate and the Tile Pro are the latest products, and they're available from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, and Officeworks. The Tile Pro is $59.95, and the Tile Mate is $39.95. If you want to read more about that, techguide.com.au. Moving on to Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yes, there is a new Call of Duty game. It was released about a week ago, and it is it is a game with a difference. It, it offers what you'd expect. What the fans like about Call of Duty, this offers in spades. It doesn't offer one other major feature that every other Call of Duty until this Call of Duty offers. There is no, in Call of Duty Black Ops 4, there is no campaign. You know that single-player story that you play? There is no campaign to be found in Black Ops, in Black Ops 4. And a lot of people are thinking, what? No campaign? I had so many people contact me saying, what? No campaign? I'm reading a review. I can't believe what I'm reading. Well, there's no campaign as such. But there is, of course, they deliver what people want out of Call of Duty, and that's multiplayer, multiplayer, and multiplayer. And in many aspects, but I'll get to that in a moment. But what they do, what Call of Duty does offer here, and this is Treyarch was the they've returned for this installment. Treyarch's one of the few, one of the few developers that in the in the Call of Duty circle that Activision uses for the games. But in this instance, Treyarch has returned for this episode. And rather than you having a single story, and let's face it, the stories have been epic in the past. And you know, there were Kevin Spacey starting one a couple of years ago. Don't know how that would go down now, given what, what he's been through. But that's just you're showing you he's a, he's a two-time Academy Award winner who did a game. That's how big Call of Duty is. He did it. And th- that was in the campaign, so the storyline. 
That does not exist in this game. But what you do get a chance to do is play as various different characters. So there's different chapters in each, for each character. You can play them, and each each character, each part of each character's game, so each part, there's like three in each, it's like a little bit of the jigsaw puzzle. In It's like a story fragment that you can kind of put together. So it's not linear. It's not an on-rails, like a movie that plays out. But you do get a sense of what's happening in the background in that instance. So, yeah, there's no campaign, but you do get this little, what I, what I call your jigsaw puzzle view of the story. It's only when it's all you've put all the parts in place that you can look back and think, oh, okay, now I see what you're doing here. That's what they're going for. So technically not the campaign, but there is a story to, to find out. There's a story to experience with Black Ops 4. But let's get on to the multiplayer, and this is why most people play Call of Duty, me included. I love I love campaign too, but multiplayer is really where it's at. It's what gives the game longevity. Like normally, a lot of games where you play the campaign and you're done, unless the online experience is out of this world, you're not going to play that again. In this instance, here's a game that will just keep... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a repeatable experience where you're getting this great, fun multiplayer experience... And you get your usuals, your team deathmatch, domination, all your normal multiplayer scenarios. But in this case, there is another one called Blackout. And it is a battle royale scenario. And a lot of you are thinking, yeah, okay, that's like Fortnite, which is kind of the... Fortnite wasn't the first battle royale game, but it was the one that really popularized it across a whole group of ages. So that's kind of the comparison here. The, this, you know, So you're diving down into this into the biggest Call of Duty map ever created. And this is it's a last man standing scenario, last person standing scenario. I know there's a lot of female Call of Duty players, but it is that scenario. So you're getting... The, all the excitement of multiplayer, but also that added layer of uh, gameplay as well. And I've got to say, the weaponry is great. The maps in the in the in Blackout is huge and really interesting. Uh, the weaponry is great, as I said, but all even all the individual multiplayer maps, Team Deathmatch maps, all of them uh, offer great scenarios where it really tests the player whether you want to be a run, whether you want to run and gun or hang back. You can set traps like put barbed wire and you got shields and all that sort of stuff. So there's all these new scenarios. What what they've taken away, and it's kind of what what really sucked about Black Ops Three was that there was all these soldier power-ups that you had that kind of turned you into a superhero. They've taken all that away. I think that ruined the, the, the game before. But with this game, all of that's been paired back. So it's actually your skills and your use of your weapons that gets you is different between you winning and losing, not whether you can jump 40 feet in the air and fly sideways and do all those stupid things. But this is actual boots on the ground, you using your brain and your weapons to win. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, if you want to read our total and complete review of that game. If you're a Call of Duty fan, you will love it. I'll give you the tip there. If you want to read our full review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Well, you probably have antivirus on your computers and tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network. 
to infect your devices, steal your information, and even spy on your home. And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Introducing Norton Core, a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all of your connected devices, your computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers, protecting them from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or by user, set content filters, and even pause the internet across your home, all from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk couple of quick ones on the Tech Guide help desk. I had a, had a interesting email from a reader who had all these uh, older applications. Uh, he said he lost all the installed disks and everything, the licenses and everything, and he wanted to clone his hard disk and put it in his new computer. And I said, well, you know what? That's probably not going to work for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, you'll need your licenses. The, the applications will know whether it's on a clone disk. There's, it, It'll know that you haven't installed it or properly put it on the new device. So you need those licenses. You, you can't get out of that. And the other thing, too, is that he was saying it's a Windows 7 machine, and I'm assuming his new one's going to be Windows 10. Chances are that the applications will need significant updates to work on Windows 10. So if you don't have your licenses, uh, you're not going to be able to update it and use it. So uh, you're, you're up against it there. You probably need to bite the bullet and buy the fresh versions of those applications that are so near and dear to you. Next up, we had a question from a listener who wants to set up a gym. Uh, and they said that the gym has good Wi-Fi, but they want to know whether they can get their TV or Foxtel signal down there. Now, there is ways of doing it. There is uh, some some distributors that can you can install these in your home to distribute, say, a Foxtel signal. It's a bit of cost up front to, to have that in, in place. So say you've got a Foxtel box in the lounge room and you want to be able to watch that in the garage where the gym is, then, yeah, you can do it. It's possible. You can run a cable, run this video system in, and you'll be able to watch it on multiple TVs. But the downside of that is that whatever the person in the lounge room is watching, you're going to be watching in the garage as well because it's the one box and one controller, and you're going to have to be happy watching the same program. If you want to watch whatever you want, then you'll need a second box in the gym. Now, the other scenario, seeing you've got good Wi-Fi, is you can maybe set up a tablet in there. So you, can, you might watch for all the free-to-air, uh, free catch-up TV apps as well as Freeview TV through an app as well. So you might set up a tablet there or something of that of that nature so you can still watch telly. The other thing you can do, if you've got a smart TV in that room, you'll be able to connect. You won't have an aerial. Aerial will be... a, a, a the best scenario if you want to watch free-to-air television, but you'll also probably be able to run the smart, the catch-up apps as well, and YouTube, I think, was another thing that he wanted to watch. But if you just had a smart TV without an area connection and connected to your home's Wi-Fi, you can access all those backup, those catch-up apps. Problem is with the catch-up apps on a television, you probably can't watch live TV like you can on an app or on a uh, on a tablet or on a phone, but you still be able to watch programs on demand, and you'll also be able to watch YouTube. 
So a few scenarios there, but my advice would be install an aerial connection in there and just be done with it. Get the telly. And if you want a second Foxtel box, then pay your extra 10 bucks a month or get Foxtel now. You can uh, stream that anywhere in your house. Instead of having a Foxtel box, Foxtel now would also be the solution. We've written about all those things, and uh, you, we've written about Foxtel now. We've written about smart TVs, no doubt. And you can read all about that stuff at techguide.com.au. And that is the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything, of course, that we've talked about at our website, techguide.com.au. If you want to get in touch with us, we'll take a voice bite. You can click on the icon on the Tech Guide page or we share them on social media sometimes. You record your question or your review of a product you love or hate and we'll play your voice on the podcast and then answer your question if it is a question. Or you can go old school and send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.